0: Psalm chapter 107, verse 1. Give thanks to Jehovah for good, for to the age is his kindness. That says that God is kind forever. Jehovah is not his name. It's a derivation of a name that we cannot pronounce. The Lord gave Moses the letters YHWH, and the closest word we could come to out of that is Jehovah. But that's not really his name. But he doesn't mind if we call him that. 2. Let the redeemed of Jehovah say, Whom he redeemed from the hand of an adversary. And that includes me, I am one of the redeemed, I hope you are too. And all of us who are redeemed can praise the Lord. 3. And from the lands hath gathered them, from east and from west, from north and from the sea three times a year, the Jewish men were required to go to Jerusalem. So they came from the north, south, east, and west of Israel and traveled to Jerusalem. And in the years where Jews were scattered in foreign lands, if they happened to be living in a pagan kingdom, they were still required to come to Jerusalem and give sacrifices at those prescribed feasts. This is why when the day of Pentecost occurred, there were people who spoke different languages and they were all Jews because they came from foreign lands. But also this verse speaks about the Israelites who came from Egypt and traveled to Israel in the first place. For they wandered in a wilderness, in a desert by the way, a city of habitation they have not found. When the Israelites wandered in the wilderness, they didn't have homes and cities to live in until they got to Canaan. And you and I, if we are following the Lord, we don't really belong in this world. We don't really have a permanent home until we get to the holy land of heaven. 5. Hungry, yea, thirsty, their soul in them becometh feeble. Although they complained about it a lot, the Lord never let them die of thirst or die of hunger. He always brought the water and the food, but instead of rejoicing and praising and simply asking for their needs to be met, they always complained. And that shows you that when you and I have a deep need, we don't have to complain. All we have to do is thank the Lord and ask. This verse also speaks about you and I, in this wilderness journey of life, we're very hungry and thirsty for Jesus, and we're constantly seeking him, and we don't have enough of him here. And that's why we want to go to heaven, because in heaven we will see the Lord face to face. Here we believe without seeing, as Jesus told Thomas, but that's not as fulfilling as seeing the Lord face to face. 6. And they cry unto Jehovah in their adversity, from their distress he delivereth them. Every time they cried out to the Lord when they were in the wilderness, he certainly delivered them. Some of the adversity, though, they caused on their own. So as Christians, when we're feeling adversity, we need to, first of all, repent of any sin in our lives. And then we need to thank the Lord and praise and worship him, and also forgive people who have hurt us. And then after that, our perspective will be so changed that we'll be able to hear his voice and know how to follow him and get out of that adversity, and he will graciously bless us and deliver us. 7. And causeth them to tread in a right way, to go unto a city of habitation. He caused the Israelites to make it all the way to Canaan, even though it took them a long time because of their spiritual stubbornness. Their journey could have been a straight shot. But they traveled in a wandering pattern because of their sin, and my journey and your journey to Christ can be a straight shot. But because of our sin, we wander for years and years in all of the wrong directions. 8. They confess to Jehovah his kindness and his wonders to the sons of men. If you feel bitter or depressed or unhappy, concentrate on everything that God has already done for you, including bringing you life. And as you concentrate on that, then you can confess to him how kind he has been to you. And that will be a great help. 9. For he hath satisfied a longing soul, and a hungry soul hath filled with goodness. Yes, he does. He makes you extremely satisfied and full when you are in Christ. You aren't lacking anything, you don't feel like a loser, you don't feel like a reject, you don't have to keep up with the Joneses, you don't have to prove yourself to the world. 10. Inhabitants of dark places and death shade, prisoners of affliction and of iron. 11. Because they changed the saying of God and the counsel of the Most High despised, the Israelites became slaves in Egypt, because they turned to paganism. This is what this verse is explaining. And that also explains why they were still practicing paganism when they came out of Egypt. Because when the 70 people from Jacob's family first came to Egypt, they were worshiping only God and nobody else. But by the time they were slaves in Egypt, which was near the end of their time there, they loved paganism. That's why when they came out of Egypt, they were worshiping the golden calf. And that is why he turned them into slaves. 12. And he humbleth with labor their heart. They have been feeble, and there is no helper. When they first became slaves, nobody was looking out for them, until Moses showed up. 13. And they cry unto Jehovah in their adversity, from their distresses he saveth them. He came to save them, because they cried out and asked for deliverance. 14. He bringeth them out from the dark place, and death shade, and their bands he draweth away. And that's what he does. He brings us out of sin. Egypt represents sin in the Bible, and when Jesus saves you, he brings you out of sin. If you are still practicing a sinful lifestyle, you were never saved. That is taught all throughout the scriptures in both Old and New Testament. And it's a shame today that many churches will tell you you're saved when they know that you're actively practicing sin. Jesus came to save us from our sins, and he came to take us out of our sins, not to forgive us in our sins. 15. They confess to Jehovah his kindness and his wonders to the sons of men. That's a near repeat of a line that's already occurred earlier in the song, so we know that this is part of the chorus. Whenever it says they confess to Jehovah his kindness, that is a twist on the chorus. 16 For he hath broken doors of brass, and bars of iron he hath cut. The Lord told the Israelites that he would cause their lives to be as if the earth were brass and the sky were iron, or something to that effect, which means that their lives would be very uncomfortable. Because if you're living in a metal case, that is extremely uncomfortable. So he would take all of their comforts away. And that's what he does to his children when they sin. If you're his child and you go back into sin, you backslide, he will make your life very uncomfortable and that is to discipline you and bring you back to him. So feel loved when you are disciplined, because he wouldn't be disciplining you if he didn't want you back in the fold. 17. Fools, by means of their transgression and by their iniquities, afflict themselves. And that's how we are too. We are fools when we go into sin, and we're really afflicting ourselves. We cause our own trauma and pain. The trauma of drugs, and alcohol, and fornication, and adultery. And you can traumatize yourself by telling other people lies. Because you have to remember the lies to try to stay out of trouble. And you're always looking over your back to see if anybody has figured you out or caught you. And that is traumatizing. So we hurt ourselves when we sin. 18. All food doth their soul abominate, and they come nigh unto the gates of death. We can get to the point where nothing pleases us anymore, and we just want to die because of our sin. We lose hope. 19. And cry unto Jehovah in their adversity, from their distresses he saveth them. But every single time we cry out to the Lord for deliverance, he will come and save us. 20. He sendeth his word, and healeth them, and delivereth from their destructions. This is a beautiful verse. It is Psalm 107, verse 20. He sendeth his word, and healeth them. When God speaks, you are healed. Not when your neighbor speaks, not when the guru speaks, not when a religious church person speaks, but when God speaks, you are healed. 21. They confess to Jehovah his kindness, and his wonders to the sons of men. And there again is a repeat of the chorus. 22 And they sacrifice sacrifices of thanksgiving, and recount his works with singing. Have you ever put in tithe to the church just because you were happy, and you just wanted to praise the Lord with that tithe? Or have you ever helped somebody out, or put groceries at somebody's door, just because you were so thankful for everything that God had done for you? That's what this verse is talking about. 23 Those going down to the sea in ships doing business in many waters. 24 They have seen the works of Jehovah and his wonders in the deep. The men who go out in ships have seen the whales coming up, and the dolphins, and octopus and all kinds of things that land people don't get to see. And they know that God has made all of those things. They did have ships in ancient times. They were capable of making great ships as we are today. 25 And he saith and appointeth a tempest, and it lifteth up its billows. That is a storm on the ocean. 26 They go up to the heavens, they go down to the depths. Their soul in evil is melted. The Lord himself appoints the storm on the ocean, and causes the ship to rise up with a wave and go down with a wave. And if the people on the ship die, that's by the Lord's appointment and it can often be because they have sinned. 27. They reel to and fro and move as a drunkard, and all their wisdom is swallowed up. When that ship is tossing, everybody on it is tossing as well. No wisdom that they thought they had will save them. 28. And they cry to Jehovah in their adversity, and from their distresses he bringeth them out. So even a sailor who is a sinner, the Lord will save when the sailor calls unto him. 29. He establisheth a whirlwind to a calm, and hushed are their billows. Even if there is a water spout or a hurricane on the waters, he will calm it for those who call out and cry unto him. 30. And they rejoice because they are quiet, and he leadeth them to the haven of their desire. When the sailors called out for deliverance from the storm, the Lord would hush it for them. And then they would rejoice, and then he would lead their boat to shore. 31. They confessed to Jehovah his kindness, and his wonders to the sons of men. And when they made it to shore safely, they would praise him. And here again is that same chorus. Do we really think that we can get a boat from one part of land across an ocean to another part of land, without the Lord's help? It doesn't matter how big that ship is, or how many people were used to build it, or what kind of technology was used, that ship will never make it to shore, without the Lord's help. The ocean is way stronger than any ship that has ever been built. 32 And they exalt him in the assembly of the people, and in the seat of the elders, praise him. And that's where God should be exalted, in front of the whole earth. 33. And he maketh rivers become a wilderness, and fountains of waters become dry land. He has turned beautiful lush lands into deserts, and he has turned deserts into lush lands. Look at the Middle East. It keeps going back and forth. Before the 1940s, Israel was totally dry and barren, and then after it became a legitimized state, It started getting greener and greener and greener. And now there's places in Africa, the Sahara Desert, there's parts of that desert that are now turning green. By the appointment of God. 34. A fruitful land becometh a barren place for the wickedness of its inhabitants. There's other places where people don't honor God and those places become very uninhabitable. Look at parts of LA right now. They are taken over by filth and homelessness and drugs because people will not obey the Lord. 35 He maketh the wilderness become a pool of water, and a dry land become fountains of waters. He also reverses things. When we obey the Lord, then our land prospers. 36 And he causeth the hungry to dwell there, and they prepare a city of habitation. People who were once hungry can find a city to dwell in, when they are obeying the Lord. 37 And they sow fields, and plant vineyards, and they make fruits of increase. 38 And he blesseth them, and they multiply exceedingly, and their cattle he doth not diminish. Under the New Covenant, if we follow Christ, we will suffer at times. A lot of what is said in the Old Testament is metaphorical for spiritual interpretation, when you're in the new covenant. This isn't saying that I'm going to be rich materially. It's saying that I'm going to be spiritually rich and I'm going to multiply spiritually. Anybody who I share the Gospel with, if they get saved, that's like spiritual multiplication. When you use the fruit of the Spirit, which is the characteristics of God that we are given when we become born again, when we make practice of using those gifts, they get bigger and stronger. And if we don't, then they stay weak. Kindness is one of those fruits. So if we practice kindness, we'll become more kind. 39. And they are diminished and bow down by restraint, evil, and sorrow. And this is showing the cycle that a lot of people go through. They repent of their sins. They get blessed by the Lord. Then they go back to their sins. They backslide. And then their life starts going downhill again. Forty, and he pouring contempt upon nobles, and causeth them to wander in vacancy, no way. Forty-one, and setteth on high the needy from affliction, and placeth families as a flock. So he liberates the oppressed, and he brings down the proud, and those who think that they're better than others. Forty-two, the upright do see and rejoice, and all perversity hath shut her mouth. Do you know that you don't have to have a lot of money to have all of your needs fulfilled? Because they're fulfilled in Jesus Christ. I don't have to pursue wealth, and neither do you. If you're walking in the path of Jesus Christ, he'll make sure that all your needs are met. Who is wise and observeth these? They understand the kind acts of Jehovah. If we are wise, we will understand how kind The Lord is. He disciplines us out of love. He restores us out of love. He provides for all of our needs out of love, because He is kind. And that concludes Psalm chapter 107.